welcome back, race fans, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. As always, I am Kyle Hall, and uh, I have a really nice guest here. Um, everybody knows this guy, whether they know him or not. Um, everyone knows the the Super Stock Series that happens in the uh, in the summertime, the the Fast Lane, the Northland Fast Lane Super Stock Series, and um, this is the guy that is Fast Lane Motorsports. And so, uh, Chris Bretling, am I saying that right? It's Bretting. Bretting. Reading. I, I, for whatever reason, I want to put an L in there all the time. Am I the only guy that does that? No. Everybody puts an L. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Breading, it's Chris Breading uh, of Fast Lane Motorsports up in Ashland, Wisconsin. Uh, welcome to my show, Chris. How are you? Uh, very good. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and we're doing a, a, a builders series over the winter time here. All of the different, I shouldn't say all most of the components that are going into building a race car, whether it's, you know, all of the different parts that you have, tires, graphics, aluminum, uh, all of the different things that go into building a race car. I'm trying to kind of, people don't know necessarily that the fans of this show are just regular old sit in a grandstands one or two times a year and don't necessarily know the insides and outsides, me included. I'm not a car builder by any means. And so uh, I appreciate you taking the time to educate us here just a little bit. So um, first things first, your history in racing, like you, do you, I know you used to drive. Do you still jump in the car every now and then? Yes, I still have a mid-mod. I still run uh, Ashland Superior Proctor pretty regular. I'll get down Ogilvy um, once in a while for their specials in the fall and uh, right Lake, And I get around a little bit, uh, not as much as I used to, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I still don't have fun. It depends on the time I've got. Right. Yeah, that's that's always the case kind of thing. Yeah. And I suppose because you you're bringing like you're the parts vendor at a couple tracks too, right? Like if you break something at the track, you go see Chris and he gets you fixed up. Hopefully. Yeah, we are the part side support at Superior, Proctor, and Ashland. We uh, have the fuel there. I've got overseas containers at the tracks. So I store the fuel in. Sure. I tires. Uh, I'm the Hoosier dealer. And uh, I've got a truck that's built like a store that basically has got everything in there the guys need. I, it's that's very awesome. rare. Guy needs. That's perfect. So yeah, that's there's a. I work at my job, my regular job. I there's a, a super stock guy that that we work together, and uh, and he goes, you just know every time you even get close to that truck, you just leave hundred dollar bills in there like they're easy to come by kind of thing. <laughs> he goes it's almost worse than going in the tool truck. Cause at least in the tool truck, you can say no. And when you go into the, into the fast lane truck there, you're going in there because something's broke. You're, you're, it's, it's, you're, you're coming out spending a lot of money. Well, I've also got other stuff there. I've got the tools and uh, the lubricants and some of that stuff. So the guys get the stuff that they need for their maintenance stuff yeah, too. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I know that is a, uh, a rather thankless job sometime. And so that's, not a racer, but I know it's super important that you guys are there to take care of the, the drivers at the racetrack because hardly anything ever breaks at home in the garage. It's always, you know, right before the races or in a heat race or something like that. And it's an emergency at the time. So. Yep. And we're usually, we're usually look at the guys back out on the track. It's pretty awesome. So, so your history is like, how long, like how long have you raced? Is that, has it been a lifelong thing for you or did you come at it later in life or? No, I came at myself. Racing came at later in my life. We uh, I opened this company up in 2005. Okay. Other people, and then I had a uh, I was working for my family's business, 
on the road. And then it got to a point where uh, I came on here full time and I started racing a little bit before that. So I've been racing approximately 12 years. Okay. Awesome. So, and so I've started laying life. I'm 61 years old now. So I started later than most. Well, <laughs> so, there's hope for all of us guys that are in their mid forties yeah. then to, to be a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's fun because when I started racing, um, the mid mods were just starting to come out. Ashley did not have mid mods here. I was okay. actually racing modifieds. Nice. Of fact, they gave me rookie of the year in a modified class because I was the only new car on the track. <laughs> well, Hey, you tell the story however you want it, man. Like, hey, I'm rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I actually was going down. I went down to Menominee and Rice Lake. They had the mid-mods down there. But the mid-mods were just starting to get into the game. And uh, so I was racing international on a weekly basis. But I would start at the back because okay. I didn't have the power and I didn't have the experience. And the war flag would come out and I'd go off the track so I can cause any issues. But towards the middle of the season... I wasn't going off the track because I was staying right up with a lot of them and nice. I wasn't in. So, yeah, so that's where I started. I actually, my daughter started when she was 13 in a six cylinder and that's her first night out was that if she got the more flag, she went off the track. Well, that'll happen one night because after that she was doing darn good. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. And, and does she still run? Uh, no, she hasn't run for a couple of years, but we're talking about getting her back on the track this year again. We'll that's see how cool. they go. Ashley's got, I've only been over to the ABC Speedway one time. We were on vacation over in that area, and I talked my wife into going to the races on, on uh, I think it's Friday nights that you guys race, right? Saturday nights. Is it Saturday? Whichever night it was, we went there, and I had never seen uh, that six-cylinder. Like, you guys have that unique six-cylinder class that runs over there. It looks like a super stock, but it's a six-cylinder. And I was like, what in the world is that? Like, I didn't know what it was. Like I heard this noise and I'm like, well, that's not a race car, but then sure enough, it was a race car. And they do very good with them. Ashland's the only track that has them anymore. Um, yeah. It is an inline six that you have to use and you can actually put it in a super stock chassis. You know, they've opened up the rules. So you can buy an old super stock and drop a six cylinder into it. Yeah. Yeah. Change the mounts up a little bit and the way you go. It's a neat class. Um, it's um uh, it's a pretty consistent class here in Ashland. We usually got uh, 12 to 14 cars every night. It's been a real consistent class. Is and, it a uh, sanctioned thing or is it just a track? It's just an Ashland race. Yeah. Okay. They used yep. to be all, used to be in Ironwood, Iron River, uh, Hibbing. I mean, they used to be all over. That was a predecessor to the super stocks. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was interesting to watch for danger. It was super competitive. I mean, they're like the car, it was a real tight battle between the top five or six guys. And so mm -hmm. it was fun to watch, but weird, actually, just weird sounding. Actually, now the, the track champion, again, I, if I'm not mistaken, was too, well, maybe she wasn't the track champion this year, but Tiffany Hudak is a girl that's been running very well, has been track champion here. That's perfect. We need more women that race. Just need more yeah. people in general that race. Yep, that Hudak family do a great job and they help out the track. So they're, they're neat people. So Yeah, that's cool. So, okay. So uh, the, the whole point of this show and having you on here is to talk about the Builder Series. And, and so tell us about Fastlane. What, what do you, what does Fastlane offer as far as, as race cars and, and the parts and this, you know, the services and stuff like that that you guys offer to, to a race car builder? Well, what we, we used to build a Galloper chassis. We'll still build them. We don't, I don't have the people anymore. You can't find people right now 
Yeah. So we're not doing too much in building cars. We do a couple, one or two a year, a couple of year here. Um, the main thing is we're supplying the parts. Right. Um, we supply all the parts for these guys to get the cars on the track. And we also do powder coating of frames. I just did one for a gentleman, uh, a new car they bought. It's not, not one of our cars. And I uh, just powder coated the frame for him. And uh, right. I've got another one coming in. They're going to be powder coating for him. And so but, you do all that prep work and stuff through the sandblasting and, yep. and getting it like you are just bring it. And we'll we'll get her done for you kind of thing. That's what it is. You bring it in. We get it done. Um, we uh, we've got a rotisserie stuff just for doing race cars. So we sandblast them and powder them. And everything we do uh, in the powder end is we do sandblast first to get good adhesion. Right. Yep. Yep. And we powder coat about anything. Um, we powder coat from bicycles up to uh, dump truck boxes, full size dump truck we so the the you were supposed to be my last show and we had to reschedule because your schedule when we were mm -hmm. supposed to do it like and i i did you say it was like a semi cab or something you were doing like we, we did a complete some we've done semi the uh dump boxes like a big dump truck we've done the crazy truck we've done yeah our, our oven is 25 feet long eight foot high 10 foot wide yeah that's right. that's big yeah, I get big stuff in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. um, and so what is what is the? I mean, it's it's the million dollar question right now. Anybody that works in any kind of a retail or any anything where you need supplies, they're in short supply right now. It like between labor shortages and trucking shortages and just material shortages. What is what is the what does the outlook look like for racing coming up in 2022? Well, I hate to say it, but it's not. It I can get all the stuff. I mean, basically, if I can't find exactly the guy needs, I can find stuff that's going to work. Sure. I have no problem there. Um, tires, it's going to be an issue from I'm being told. If I had tires right now, I could sell 500 tires. Yeah. Hoosier said that they uh, I won't have any until spring. Uh, so it's going to be a mad panic in the spring. I sell right. a lot. Um, I sell tires to all the guys up around here and also up into Canada. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. To the new, uh, cause right, right. Just across the border there. That new track. Yes. I actually went up there last year. I was the only person from the United States up there. And it's Way to represent. A, <laughs> well, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great facility They're uh, They got the right people in line. They got a, that's, that is going to be a fantastic facility up there. I'm hoping to get up there, uh, when they open up this spring because they actually run on Wednesdays. Oh, nice. But there's going to be a lot of cars there. There's yeah. a lot of there, a lot of guys getting into racing that have never done it before and guys that have been out of it for years and getting back into it because they got them back in. It yeah, looks, they, it, the pictures online, it looks really, really nice, like super nice. Yeah. It's the facility is going to be fantastic. And uh, Rick Simpson uh, is the promoter up there. And Rick has been in racing for many, many years, him and his family. And they're a great bunch of people that are actually Rick's family uh, ran the uh, race of the mosquito last few years here. They're the ones that set that up and put all their time and effort into it. They didn't get anything out of it. They just had the people up there and they had a great time. So now Rick is the promoter there and he is going to do a fantastic job. That's cool. Yeah. There's, you don't see many new tracks coming about. Like you, you hear every now and then of a track disappearing, but a brand new track like that is really rare. And so I wish them nothing but the best of luck. And I, I hope that drivers support it. And, and I, 
the bigger issue is probably making sure that we can get across the border and they can get across the border and that kind of thing back and forth. And so uh, that that we might have big issues with that this summer too. We don't know. The border is going to be the issue uh, as far as, you know, but uh, the track is going to be fantastic. Yeah, that border stuff is interesting. I had jumped through hoops to go up there. When I went up there in September. Yeah. Um, but once we get going with there and them coming down here, they're actually going to be running on Wednesday nights. That's great. So the reason running on Wednesday nights is the people up in Canada, and I know a lot of them up there have got to be through racing. They uh, On the weekends, they go to their camps, which is a cabin. That's what they do. They're not going to come home from the cabin to go to a racetrack. So on really? Wednesday night. Yeah. That's, those that's, that's good. Keep yeah, that middle of the week stuff where we're not doing nothing and go racing and then have fun on the weekends. That's pretty cool. A neat idea. And the other thing is it allows the drivers from up there, which are a few of them, they'll be coming down here to come down here for Thursday at Grand Rapids and Friday at Superior and Saturday right. either here in Ashland or Hibbing. You know, so it's given it's keeping everything open for everybody. That's awesome. No, that's it's smart, smart marketing and, and strategy to get drivers, mm -hmm. you know, give them the opportunity to get up there. So um, and so is there I mean, is there price increases and that sort of stuff going on that, I mean, it seems like everything, you know, cars and, and the equipment I sell, the prices are going up a lot. Is that, I mean, I'm sure you're trying to be as, as, as generous as possible, but a guy can only be so generous and stay in business too. Well, the pricing stuff is just um, crazy what's going on. I'm seeing prices increase daily. Yeah, that's and nuts. I'm seeing right now is uh, some of my suppliers, they're actually, they're increasing the sell price, but they're increasing my cost more. My margins are down quite a bit more. We're just actually working on inventory right now and looking at updating and stuff. And the, the margins are dropping five to 5% 5 or better. Oh, a lot. That's not good. I just got an email this afternoon from um, my VP supplier and they said VP fuels are going up. And what I looked at on some of the pricing on, a, it's a uh, MS109, which is motorsports fuel. I looked because it's got some of that in. It's a $85, $90 barrel or a five-gallon pail fuel. Yep. That would be $100 or close to it. It's going up quite yeah, extensively. That's, that's significant there. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And I've seen this with everything. I mean, the price are changing daily. Yeah, that's, it's... Uh... I don't know, man. The world we're living in is something's got to break eventually, and and hopefully get back to some sort of normality where where we can just. I don't know. Like we can go a long a long ways down that tunnel, and I don't want to go there. But but uh, it's no one's liking what's going on. That's for dang sure. No, oh, and the materials to build the stuff, uh, aluminum sheets has gone up extensively. Uh, tubing, some tubing has doubled in price. Yeah, just. And I don't know why some of the stuff's going up. I think it's because they can. I, I think there's a little bit of that too. I know in my industry, we, they use a little bit of um, like hydraulic tubing and stuff like that, but it's all metal, you know, metal tubing. And they say the, the what we're told anyways, is the steel, like flat steel is so much more popular and they sell so much more of it. They're putting all of their time and energy and effort into building flat steel Whereas tube steel is is such a low percentage of what their total volume is, they're not putting the energy into building this, the tube stuff, and and so there's becoming a huge shortage, which means the price goes up, and it's just a 
It's a vicious circle we're living in, man. Well, yeah, but with tubing, what I'm seeing is the more the, the smaller stuff is actually increasing a lot more than the bigger stuff because right. the it's not as common. It's right. uh, it's crazy. I mean, BP's reason for price going up this, today, the email I got, is because the price of the flat tin for the barrels. They said that the tin for the five gallon pails makes sense. One hundred percent doubled in cost. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. But well, on a happier note, uh, let's talk. Like your support of the of the super stock series has been incredible. It's it's maybe my favorite series uh, to to watch and follow. I have I I'm buddies, you know, close buddies with a lot of super stock guys. It seems like, and they love that series. And uh, and Dennis does just a, a phenomenal job of, of running and promoting that series. And actually, where, I, where Dennis is going to be on the show here, and I think we're going to talk about some schedule stuff soon. I don't know yep. exactly when, but I uh, got to get it nailed down first. Um, and so, but on, on behalf of all of the spectators and fans and drivers and stuff like that, thank you very much for your support of that series. Uh, what do you what do you get back out of that support? Um, just great to see the guys out there. It's, um, Dennis is doing all the work. He's does, he does fantastic. I do uh, the sponsorship stuff. I, uh, give gift certificates and some of that kind of stuff, but Dennis is the one that does 99% of the work. He's fantastic. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. We started this a few years back and, um, there's nothing for super stocks as far as a series or big races. So right. that's how this got started. Started originally, I started in Ashland. The dentist came up and says, "Let's uh, let's do this." So we took to Superior Ashland Proctor, and now we've expanded. Right? Yeah, yeah. Two weekends, and and all of the tracks seem to be on board with it. Where, you know, they give supers the night off so that they can they can travel that series for those two weekends, and it it just it's awesome. I love that series. And then there's the you know, the street series and there's a, now there's a B mod series, the rebel series, like there's every class now seems to have its, its niche where, where there's like a, a good touring series for a couple weekends in the summertime. And it's, I love that format. Well, this is the most well-attended series of any series that there's, that's out there. Yeah, I mean, definitely I, is. I say we had 28 or 29 cars that did all the shows last year. Yep. And I mean, it's fantastic. The, the driver support and the, and the guys getting together, it's just been great. Yeah, no, it's, it's really a lot of camaraderie and, and mm -hmm. uh, guys helping each other. And, and then, you know, obviously there's a little friction from time to time. And that just adds to the, adds to the show as far as, I mean, as long as it's good friction, it just <laughs> adds to the show. And, and, uh, and it seems like every single year, the last race or two, there's there's a, a sweat as like who's going to be the champion kind of a thing and and a couple years ago in Sebraski kind of already had the championship sewn up at that last race and then chose to go to the back and drive all the way forward and that was pretty fun to watch too so Shane's Shane's quite the guy he's quite great driver great person I mean and for him to do that I mean yeah he had it sewn up but he didn't have to start in the back no for sure not no but that Ryan Aho had something to do with that too. So yeah, Ryan was, that was that's kind of I think him and uh, uh, Ben Crookton from Dirt Race Central are the guys that kind of kicked that all off and promoted it, and it became a big deal. So that's it's yeah. pretty cool. So, but all right, well we'll we'll end the the open segment right there and move on to the to the second section of the show, uh, and it's called the MyIrma.com rapid fire questions, and and what it is is 
five questions might be about racing might be about something else in fact most of them are about something else um and so we'll, we'll go through that in myirma.com uh i'm almost positive this is their last show uh as a sponsor for now they'll definitely be back uh but i want to thank jim urseth who's another super stock driver um uh that's his company uh myirma.com and he for those that don't know it is you you go out if you got a toter home or a big semi or anything that is dot required to be dot if if the cop can pull you over and go through your truck and make sure that it's compliant he comes to you and does all of that so that you don't get pulled over on the side of the road and have to pay a big giant thousands of dollars fine and be on the side of the road out of service he gets you ready to go and 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 lets you know what needs to be fixed and what doesn't need to be fixed so thank you very much to jim and the guys there at myirma.com so where's where's jim located at uh, Jim, uh, Jim lives in two different places. He lives here in the Brainerd Lakes area. That's where I'm from is in the Brainerd Lakes area. And then he, he has another place in Florida that he lives uh, and kind of bounces back and forth running a couple different businesses, but it is, they'll come to you wherever you are in the country. Uh, if you go on to myirma.com, um, send him a message there and they, they will come to you. Um, he's actually got to come to think of it. He just bought a restaurant up in um, Superior. And so he, he's not far from you place up there called the kettle. I, I believe is what it's called. So, um, uh, so yeah, you, he, if you got a big toter home, Chris, they'll come to you make sure you're, you're good to go. So don't have it though. So <laughs> yeah, well, maybe when you get, grow up, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So first question of the myerma.com rapid fire questions is what is a group of Buffalo called? A herd. It's not a, that I would have bet a thousand dollars that it's called a herd. It's actually called a gang, a gang of buffalo. Okay. Who knew? <laughs> I got a whole list of these things. They're so much fun because nothing is what you think it is. Like other than like a herd of cattle or something like that. It's really the only time it's a herd, but it's a gang of buffalo is what that's called. So. Um, okay, next one. This is kind of a, a, a quick thinking one is name three celebrities that only go by one name. I don't have a clue. I, I don't watch TV at all. So you gotta up. know like so you would know uh Madonna. Okay, yep. Um Prince. Okay. Yep, and then so you give me one more like that. The one I'm thinking of, go like I is like from your generation. Well, I'm thinking, uh, well, Ice T. Let's call yeah, that. That would kind of be like one name, Ice T. That's not yeah. where I thought you were gonna go, though, Chris. I thought you were gonna say Share. Oh, Share. Okay. Sunny and Share. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you and then you had Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sunny would be yeah. If you say Sunny, everyone knows who that is too. But um uh if you could trade lives with anyone living or dead who would it be it's a tough question truthfully i enjoy what i've gotten so far and i i'm great with what i've got i mean yeah. i've been very happy with my life and i wouldn't change for anything so. that's awesome that's a that's a, i think it's a great answer i think it's what the answer most people would have uh, but who knows that's it's the reason i ask is to find the answers i guess so Got a wife and two fantastic daughters, and I couldn't trade this for nothing. So, and you're a race car driver for Christ's sake. You get to work yeah. in the racing industry every damn day. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So, yeah, and I got great customers, and the 
tell you what, as far as the people I deal with, 99% of them are fantastic. Yep. That's, I agree. I think 99% of everyone is fantastic and it's the 1% probably just having a bad day that day kind of thing. I I'm a hopeless optimistic guy when it comes to people. Yeah. You always got that 1% that gives people a bad name, but I'll tell exactly. you what. Yep. I say, I say be the sunshine in that person's day that just makes them not be crabby anymore is, is I kill them with kindness, but yeah. Uh, question number four, uh, DeLorean shows up and, and uh, Marty McFly and Doc Emmett get out of it and ask you, do you want to go forward in time or backwards in time? Which way are you going, forwards or backwards? I'd probably want to go backwards. I think everybody, I think the correct answer always is I would want to go backwards uh, because I would, I would go find myself and give myself stock tips. That's what I always say. I'd be like, Go find 18-year-old Kyle Hall and give him 500 bucks and say, Apple, IBM, Walmart, Amazon, you're going to want to know these terms going forward. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and then last question, and you live right on the shores of Lake Superior, and so I think I know which direction you're going to go with this answer here, um, but lake or ocean, which is your favorite? The lake. Yeah, I, I think that's the right answer, too. Oceans no are too big and unpredictable. No sharks. <laughs> and, and there's no nothing in Lake Superior that's going to eat you. Yeah. Well, maybe some big salmon out there, maybe, or something. But I still don't think they're big enough to take down a person. Where's a shark will eat you? Yeah, you're right. But I've been in the ocean, too. So, but yeah. Lake Superior. I've, I've been to both, and both are both are nice. But there, I love Lake Superior. It's just like, I love going like we in Minnesota, we go up the North shore, which is the beautiful side of the lake. And it's, there's just nothing like it up there. I just love that up there. So. Yeah. We've got a lot of great inland lakes around here too, but we also got the Postal Islands and they're fantastic. That's where, that's where I was on vacation when we came out to, uh, to Ashland and, and watched the races. We were up in the Apostle Islands and, and touring around up there is very beautiful. Yes. So, it's fantastic. But. Okay, so uh, the last section here, and then I'm going to let you get back to work, Chris, is the Rascal Aluminum. We, we talked about the Builder Series, so Rascal Aluminum is a relatively new business. Um, uh, Abby Guerin, who is a Mod 4 driver, uh, and her dad, Rob Guerin, uh, bought this aluminum company, and, and they're selling sheet aluminum to all the race car, all the people that are trying to, to build race cars right now. If, you, if you're having trouble getting aluminum, Give, give, look them up on Facebook, Rascal Aluminum, or, or I would imagine they would supply you too uh, if you, if you need aluminum. Um, uh, but this is called the Rascal Aluminum Pay It Forward question. And you get two of them. There's usually one. You're going to get two because we had to reschedule and I had another guest that squeezed in in front of you here. So first question is from a guy that I know you're going to know pretty well, Bill Engelson. Oh, yeah. He was the Wasoda Tech Director. Um, and his question, and we kind of already talked about it a little bit, is parts availability. What is what is availability going to be going forward? Was was Bill's question? The parts could be available. Some of them we're not going to be able to get as quick as we want. Um, I think our bigger issue is going to be tires, and and hoping the wheels stuff gets straightened out. But tires got our biggest issue. The guys are going to have to learn how to get more life out of their tires because they're sure. not going to be available. Yep. And I think planning ahead, like, you know, you're, you can't, 
break it and then go buy it 10 minutes later. And maybe a lot of cases you can, but in, in, I think going forward, guys are just going to have the stuff that is going to break frequently that, you know, that eventually that is going to break, have one in the trailer, you know, order it now and have it in the trailer so that you don't have an emergency when the time comes at the track and you got no parts kind of a thing. Well, the thing is, those kind of parts, I think we're not going to have much problem with the, the normal stuff, like your brake pads, your calipers, uh, sure. things like um, rotors, uh, drive shafts, that kind of stuff, it's not going to be an issue. Good. I, the biggest thing I think that I see right now is, is like I said, the tires. Tires and wheels, yeah. Yeah, and wheels, uh, Bassett is who I do, and they, um, they're fantastic. They're the best tool I think out of the market because I've dealt with all of them. Right. And... Uh, they don't have the people. They don't have the people, but they are gearing up. They're putting two new spinning machines in, hopefully up their production. I've got a lot of stuff still on back order from last year. I'm going to be doing another order again here in a week to fill in some of the slots and stuff I don't have coming. But right. tires, I think, is a thing that guys are going to really have to conserve on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Longer. Because um, they're just not going to be available. That's why I'm right. seeing. Yep. Yeah, you might have to, to have... Uh, your A tires, your B tires, your C, and maybe even your D tires. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, I have to try to get more shows out of them. They're going to have to try to work them, sipe them, grind them, do some more work to them, um, yep. and just try to make them work a lot longer than the two to three nights the guys have been going. They're going to have to try to get five, six nights out of them, and I don't know if it's possible or not. Um, it's, uh, it's a bad situation. Throttle control, like it's going to be like, don't, don't spin your tires anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. So then my, my last, so Bill was two guests ago. My very last guest, um, just last night we interviewed him, uh, is a guy by the name of Jordan Tullickson, who I, I, I think you maybe know that name. He's a late model driver and, uh, rate by race outlaw graphics. Um, very popular guy in, in our world. Uh, his question for you was, um, and he told the whole story. He said he came to your shop yes. years, years ago, was running a B-Mod, a Galloper B-Mod, and, uh, um, and he distinctly remembers a car where the even the body had been powder coated. And he's like, I think that's what I recall, where even the body was powder coated. And so his question kind of playing off of that was, what is the coolest thing in your mind that you've ever powder coated? Oh God, we've done so many things over the years. And that was my own personal car. Matter of fact, the picture right up here on the wall. Nice. <laughs> we did with a metallic. Um, gosh, we've done so many different things over the years. Um, you know, it's probably probably some of the cooler things we've done is some of these old um, rebuilding frames. These guys, I did a we did a '57 Ford retractable to oh. see them. They're done. Yeah, we do the frame. I'm doing actually one for a uh, coupe for a guy right now um, to see that stuff. That's probably the coolest stuff because you get to see it after it's all put together. Right. How neat it comes out. So I would say some of the frames and different things we do are probably the cooler things. I mean, we don't do a lot of fancy colors on them. Yeah, black, but, I suppose. Yeah. Well, so we've done some odd colors on some of them, but we did a 33 Mac truck. We've done lots of interesting ones over the years. And to see the final product is probably the coolest thing when we get that finished. Yeah. So do you 
are you involved in building that whole thing? Like if a guy brings that in, are you building that whole truck for him or he just brings it in because he knows you're, you're the powder coater and then he brings it back when it's done. They just, what do you do? These guys will get their frames all prepped and ready and then they'll bring them down. We'll sandblast, powder coat them. If we have to do repairs, we'll do repairs on them. Sure. And then we uh, powder coat them. They take them home and they put them all together. Uh, I've got mm -hmm. some of these buy some, buy the parts and pieces from me. Matter of fact, uh, we've actually got one. If you look on our Facebook page on a, uh, a Chevy cab over truck, that's 50 something or another. I don't remember what it is. We built a complete frame for it. Tubular frame with the, made the frame. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And cantilever shocks. There's pictures of it on our Facebook page. I'm not real good on the Facebook stuff. The truck is not on the road yet. The gentleman's still working on it, but it's really coming along. It's, but we actually made it. It's a tubular frame with a 51, uh, I think it's 51 GMC or Chevy cab over cab on it. That's awesome. Really yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a racing semi basically. That's pretty, that's yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's you know if they basically I don't know if you remember those cabors where they had this flat front on them. Yeah, super flat. But everything was but this is everything was rounded and radius dot. So he's chopped. Yeah, back it. then, yeah, that's cool as heck, man. I love and that we, old cool stuff. There's a buddy of mine that that uh, is is taking a kind of a similar thing, like an older Chevy pickup truck, mm -hmm. and lowered it down to the ground, and it's all tube frame chassis. And then he has a Corvette motor, but it's a, it's a mid mount Corvette motor in this, you know, old, I, I think, his, I think his truck is maybe in the forties. And then it's got the big wide tires on the back, like Corvette rear tires and Corvette suspension. And it's just, oh, it's when it's all done. I mean, it, he's been two and a half or three years working on this thing. Cause he's super crazy about like, <laughs> if he gets it all together and doesn't like it, he rips it apart and starts over again. And so it's, uh, when it's done, it's going to be amazing. And I love like, same, same like you, I love watching yeah. those things come together and seeing the finished product. Yeah. This one, we even designed the rear suspension. It's got a cantilever rear suspension, the quick change, which was quick change in it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Cause you need that in your daily driver. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> cool. exactly. Well, Chris, man, I uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you're super busy. So we're gonna we're gonna get you back to work. So all these racers have something to do. They're all getting ready to go south for the winter right now, and uh, and those that aren't are getting ready for springtime already. And and I love that. I look forward to getting back to the dirt, and and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to be here on After the Checkers, and I appreciate your support of the series, and uh, and I think we'll leave it at that. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Kyle. Awesome, so man. And a happy new year. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you.